a familiar face is coming into town as Jarrett freaking Patterson is signed to the hang on hang on no I'm getting word hang on no actually Chase Young is the bigger name that's coming in this week as the 49ers come to town are you happy about that are you pissed off are you just indifferent let's talk about it here on your daily commanders update for 26 December let's go Greetings and salutations and welcome to your daily commander's update here on Ref the District. I am the Stoner. We are a proud member of the Believe Network. Appreciate everybody who's checking in today on the 26th of December, the day after Christmas. Hope you had a great holiday. Hope you enjoyed the Christmas Eve game with the commanders against the Jets and the commanders losing. You pro tankers, you should be super happy today. I get it. I'm not I'm not coming around to the idea of enjoying the tanking, but I sure do like having that top three pick. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in the Daily Commanders Update. We are, of course, as we said, a proud member of the Believe Network. Make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on audio, hit the rating and review. Give us a rating and review, I should say. We appreciate everybody who's checking in. The first thing is that we got to talk about, of course, is Chase Young is coming back this week as the 49ers are coming into town they're not going to be very happy. They got beat last night against Baltimore and what many consider a Super Bowl preview as the uh, Ravens and Lamar Jackson took it to Brock Purdy and the Niners. Uh, Chase Young didn't have much of an impact. A lot of people want to say he had a huge impact on that first safety, that intentional grounding on Lamar. Sure, he was there. Good for Chase. Chase hasn't been great this year. He hasn't been he wasn't great last year. He wasn't great the year before that. He wasn't great in the year that he was injured. He just hasn't been great. And it's about that time we just have to say, look, Chase Young isn't great. You can give him all the excuses that you want. You can give him injury. It's been two plus years. You can give him bad coaching. A lot of people want to put it all on coaching. Well, he's got new coaches now and he's doing nothing basically in San Francisco. You can put it on uh, you can put it on a losing culture, whatever. He's He hasn't done a whole lot in San Francisco. Let me tell you what he's done since he's gotten to San Francisco. He's been there for seven games. He's got a grand total of sacks. He has uh, two and a half sacks in those seven games. Uh, extrapolate that over the full season. You're talking about um, two and a half over sevens, 14s, and five, six, six or seven sacks in, in a year. Total tackles, total tackles, solo and assisted tackles in the time he's been there. Two, three, four, five, six, six tackles in seven games. Tackles for losses, one. QB hits, two. And one pass defended. That's what he's done since he got to the Niners. Now you want more excuses? You want to say, oh, well, uh, they're, they're double teaming him a lot. Really, they've got Nick Bosa on the other seat on the other side. He's just not even playing a lot. If you look at his snap count numbers, he's playing the most he's played in a game is 68%. That was his second game there. Otherwise he's basically playing half the game. Is that because uh, he's, he needs rest? Well, why is he only, if he's so great, why is he only playing half of the game? Look what Nick Bosa is doing just this year and his 10 and a half sacks for the, for the season and 49 tackles, and 14 tackles for losses, and 33 QB hits. That's what Nick Bosa's done. That's what a number two overall pick is supposed to do. That's what 
Nick Bosa has been doing in San Francisco. Uh, three passes defended. And, and look at his snap counts for the year. In all of the games, just since Chase has gotten there, and you think, oh, well, he's going to relieve Nick Bosa of some of his duties. 65%, 87, 88, 72, 85, 64. In this last big game against Baltimore, he played in 94% of the snaps, did Nick Bosa, while Chase played in, what did I say, 46% of the snaps. Look, you can feel how you want to be feel about Chase. I get it. I, I would love to hear what you guys think about Chase Young and his, uh, his, whether it was the commanders that broke him or whether he wasn't that good, whether he was overdrafted, whatever. There's a lot of different arguments that you can have. I understand all the arguments. I have my opinion on the matter. I said it from day one. I said it from day one. Nothing against Chase. I thought he was a good pick. I thought he was going to be a great talent. For 10 years, he was going to be a cornerstone defensive end that got you 10 to 12 to 15 sacks a year. But I said they botched it when they passed on Tua. And then the next year, I said when they when they passed on Justin Herbert, because I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to be great. But it turns out he is great. And he puts up numbers regardless of who's coaching him. I know Nathan is a, a big defender of this stance. and. And all more power to him for, for Nathan for ha having this stance. It's not my stance. He says, doesn't matter who would have been drafted. This coaching staff would not have been able to coach him up properly. So if Justin Herbert was drafted here, Justin Herbert would not have had the level of coaching that he needed to be great here. He would have been a Jamin Davis type, whatever, you know, somebody who's just kind of there. I disagree with that. Justin Herbert is going to be Justin Herbert no matter where he goes. He's had three head coaches. He's he's the third one right now is a is an interim coach, although he's not really playing for him because he's out with the injury. But next year he'll be on his third head coach, his third offensive coordinator if they decide to go in another way, and they probably will. And he still puts up great numbers. The team doesn't play well uh, overall, but he puts up his numbers, and he he's a great quarterback. I mean, I think if he had come here, he would have been a great quarterback. I didn't think he was going to be a great quarterback. I'm not saying I know talent so perfectly that they botched it by not taking a Justin Herbert. I'm saying that the minute they drafted a defensive end, when they didn't know if Dwayne Haskins was the guy or not, they botched it. You have to take a quarterback. And when it comes to this year, which we're going to get to in our in our next subject here in just a second, about Sam Howell, if you don't know if Sam Howell is the guy or not, he's not the guy, and you got to draft somebody. But you do have Chase Young, San Francisco 49ers, coming in this week. So if uh, if you're excited about that, let us know. If you're happy, if you're mad, if you're indifferent to whatever Chase Young is going to be, uh, the 49ers are a 13.5-point favorite. Again, they're going to be ticked off after Brock Purdy's disastrous game of four interceptions. 13.5-point point favorite and look so if you're if you're betting if you think washington can keep it close go to bet online because right now the only people who are taking time off this time of year who are not taking time off are pro athletes and of course all the great folks at bet online nfl bowl season nba nhl full swing over the holidays bet online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all of your up to the second odds news and info 
BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available that you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head over there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go ahead and head over there and either lay the 13 and a half and take San Fran or take the 13 and a half points that they're giving you for Washington if you think that Washington can keep it close against Chase Young and the 49ers this weekend. All right, let's get to a couple of uh, some other headlines here. Let's talk about, uh, first of all, we posted this uh, on Twitter uh, this weekend, the day before the game. Uh, the day of the game, sorry. That opening Sam Howell interception is why you can't evaluate based on the box score. And basically what we're saying here, and, and Nathan posted this, and it was a very smart tweet, <coughs> excuse me, is that you're going to see in the box score that he threw an interception on his second pass. Well, it went right through Logan Thomas's hands. So you, you just can't base your evaluation completely on the box score, which a lot of people do. You just have to be able to watch with your own eyes and make an informed decision that way. Just don't go straight by the box score because you're going to see things like this. Sam Howell has 24 total touchdowns to 19 turnovers. And Trevor Lawrence has 23 total touchdowns and 19 turnovers. And everybody says Sam Howell needs to be benched, or a lot of people say. And Trevor Lawrence is your generational franchise changing player what's the difference well i will say this there is a huge difference because you have more of a track record of seeing what you need to see and trevor lawrence has had the big years in the past if we're just doing trevor lawrence because you can also compare him sam howell's first 20 games whatever it is and you can put all these great stats together and you can match them up to troy aikman's rookie year and peyton manning's rookie year and so many other rookie years of great players. You can't just do the box score. You got to watch the game. You got to get a feel for what he's doing out there because these last this last month, he has been pathetic. Really, 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 really bad. And we went through half the year and we decided he was the guy. And then now we're all at the point where he's not the guy. And even if you're undecided if he's the guy or not, then you have to probably say to yourself, he's not the guy, if you're undecided. And with Washington quite possibly having a top three pick, here's the draft order right now for at tankathon.com. Carolina, of course, holds the number one pick that, it, of course, will go to Chicago. Then you've got Arizona, and then you've got Washington. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. What you're looking at right now, and why does Washington hold the tiebreaker over New England? The first tiebreaker in draft order is strength of schedule. The easier strength of schedule gets the higher pick because that means they suck worse, basically. So that's why Washington holds the tiebreaker. Those strength of schedules change every single week because it depends on what teams do, win or loss or uh, or uh, the opponents that they played and what they've done. So that changes by the minute, basically. As games start ending, that strength of schedule just changes and changes and changes. So Washington and New England could both lose again this weekend, and New England could jump in front of them to number three based on strength of schedule. You just kind of have to wait that out. But Arizona's got the number two pick, and right now Washington has number three. If you believe everything that you hear right now, which you can't believe everything you hear right now, we all heard that Sam Howell, if he came out after his sophomore year, which he couldn't, 
He wasn't eligible, but if he did, he would have been the second quarterback taken. Maybe even the first quarterback taken. And then, of course, when he did come out, he came out in the fifth round and was like the fifth quarterback taken. But if you believe everything that you have been hearing, Chicago very well could take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number one pick if they decide that Justin Fields is going to be their guy. And at number two, Arizona has Kyler Murray. They just gave him a ton of dough, probably not moving on from him. Washington may or may not have their choice of quarterback. There are other teams that are going to possibly try to get up in front of them to go and get a quarterback. What if the Giants say we're going to trade our entire draft to get that number one pick? And then they get Caleb Williams. Whatever. You still, even if every team jumps ahead of you, two teams jump ahead of you, you still have uh, whoever's left over from Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. That is, of course, if you believe everything that you hear right now. So much will change over the next few months. I will say this. I like Michael Penix. Michael Penix is, um, you know, he's not a runner. He's been doing it for quite a while. He's His draft stock right now is like in the second round. I like Michael Penix. But that's draft talk um, for another day in terms of specific guys. But that's the, uh, the, the current order that we're looking at and sort of, uh, what it looks like in terms of if Washington can lose. There's still a chance Washington could get the number one overall pick. If Arizona wins their next two games, and, of course, uh, um, who's at the uh, um, Carolina, who's at the number one pick right now, if they win their next couple of games, Washington could vault up because you don't see them beating San Francisco and Dallas, even though both games are at home in these next two weeks. So just keep an eye on, that's the old Tankathon update. Last subject that we're going to get to, kind of tease it a little bit uh, in the opening, is, of course, um, Zach Selby. Oh, I didn't change that? Ignore that. Uh, Jarrett Patterson was signed by uh, the commanders today to the practice squad. There are some injuries that are a concern in the running back position. Of course, Brian Robinson has missed the last two weeks with a hamstring. We don't know his status. They may just shut him down for the year. He is a building block for the future. Next year will be year three. He showed tons of of, um, just getting better this year. So you like what you see from Brian Robinson. They may just shut him down. Chris Rodriguez, who scored two touchdowns, his first two touchdowns, in the NFL, he was in a walking boot after the game because he uh, hurt his ankle. And Jonathan Williams, of course, was in concussion protocol. So that's three running backs right there. Derek Gore was playing a little bit. Your your running backs for this Sunday may be Gibson, Derek Gore, and, of course, Jarrett Patterson. We'll see how the week goes in terms of injuries. But, hey, look, Chase Young coming back is a, is a big deal it's going it's going to build as the week goes along him coming back and sort of just all that all that entails with that they played last night so they weren't really thinking about it but now as the week goes on we're going to hear a ton of Chase Young talk and would sure like to hear whether or not you think that uh that's a good thing in terms of do you feel good about Chase Young coming back are you ticked off at Chase Young still are you just had enough Chase Young talk and you're ready to move on or you know what is your feeling on Chase Young so uh, again hit that like button hit that 
hit, hit that uh, notification button, hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on audio, make sure you leave it down. Uh, I always say download. Make sure you leave a review or a rating. We appreciate all of you who check us out here on Ref the District. And this has been brought to you by Bet Online. And until next time, be a fan. 